You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this podcast. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in as we continue our discussion around marriage, the most holy of institutions. Jesus, give us wisdom and insight as we discuss today our holiness versus our happiness in our marriage. Lord, we just offer all of this content to you, and we pray that Chica and I would be out of the way and that our men would hear what they need to hear. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Jay. Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. My name's Chika Eloy, and I'm sitting here with the Jay Teresi. Welcome, Jay. Thanks for that prayer. Yeah, it's so good to see you again back. Hoping that everyone was able to take our regular listeners, were able to take the challenge of being present with their wives for a week. God, if you have any feedback on that, by the way, man, if you're a regular listener and you tried that experiment, hit our email in the show notes and let us know how it went. We would love to hear what that experience was like for you, what worked, what didn't work. If your wife freaked out on you, was like, stop it, stop it, or, or <laughs> however else it went. We would love to know and learn from your experiences, like what happened in that, if you were willing to take that challenge on. So holiness versus happiness, Jay. It sounds very pious, does it not? Oh, I'm working to become more holy in my marriage versus be happy with my wife. <laughs> it does sound really, really churchy. And I have to tell you where this comes from. So I did a, I did a, a, a brief stint in ministry as a family pastor. I had a, had a season of that in my life. And one of the privileges I had was conducting some weddings. And the senior pastor who I worked for, you know, when he was teaching me how to, how to do weddings and, and, and officiate weddings, he shared some of his notes with me. And, and there's two concepts that came out of that that really at the time were new for me in terms of thinking about marriage and have since become real anchors in my understanding of the marriage relationship. One of the things he talked about was burning the boats. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, there is a famous story that in 1519 Cortez, right? The explorer showed up in, in the new world and you know, his men were a little unsure. How's this going to go? What are we going to do? And he could see some lack of commitment on their part. And so he had all the boats burned, all the boats burned. And now we're committed. We're committed to the new world. And one of the things that Keith was the pastor that was teaching me would challenge new couples. And I, I did as well when I officiated some weddings is burn the boats. You're going all in on your marriage. Okay, great. Got that till death do us part. But then he had this other concept in his notes about God's intent for your marriage is not your happiness. It's your holiness. Mm. And that is a really, really big concept. Like, wait, it's not about me being happy? No, no, no. As we talked about in our last episode, that's about you. No, God intends your wife for a lot of things. And one of the things he intends her for is to sharpen you in ways that nobody, not even your closest friend can, because she sees you in the most intimate way. And in fact, is actually literally, we believe, spiritually bonded to you in one flesh. And God is going to use that, if you're a committed follower of Jesus, to grow you in your big church word, sanctification walk, which means nothing other than God is going to use her to mature you. Happiness as our life goal is an idol, is what I basically oh. just got from what you said. 
And so when we talked about dying last week, you know, dying to ourselves, dying to our wives, you know, not to glorify ourselves, this idea of a life should not be focused on happiness. It should be focused on, on God and in yeah, doing th- so our wives. I, I think that's exactly right, Chica. And, you know, this idea of happiness and the pursuit of happiness, it's right there in our founding documents in the United States. Like it is such a big concept in the United States. And you hear all the time when people get divorced, well, why'd you get divorced? Well, I just wasn't happy anymore. And then, you know, people would say, oh, you have the right to be happy. Like happy, happiness is this, you, you called it an idol, which I think is spot on. And it's this, it's this like, hey, we're all in America, man. We just want to be happy. But you know, that's, that, you, that's not a biblical concept, like your happiness, but holiness. Well, and holiness we could, is biblical. Oh, right? Very, right. We could do episode after episode on holiness and neither of us is a theologian, but you know, be holy as I am holy. That's what the Bible says. That's what does, Peter. Yeah, exactly. What does holiness do? It matures you. And as you mature in the Christian walk, right, there's a lot of different kinds of maturity you need in your life. As you mature in the Christian walk, as you learn to be more holy, what ends up happening? You start to look more like Jesus. You're more empathetic, the fruits of the spirit. You're more gentle. You're more joyful, right? Not happiness. The, 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 the fruit of the spirit isn't like be happy. No, no, it's be joyful. If we're all per- always pursuing happiness, what are we going to end up doing? We're going to try try to build nice, safe little lives that have very little disruption and are all about us. I'm very happy when I binge Netflix. I'm very happy. Hey, I get real happy when I get to look at porn, or I get real happy when I get to get drunk. Like, what what, what does happiness really even mean? What am I doing when I'm happy? That's not anywhere in the Bible. The Bible is about being joyful. Jesus says, "Hey, you're going to have trouble in this world. Like, this is a fallen and broken place." If your idea of happiness is a safe life and comfort, then of course, if people aren't doing things to make you feel happy, if they're not serving you, well, you're going to have massive problem, not only in your marriage, but in any relationship. And and whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me, Matthew 10, right? And then I think of uh, go and make disciples of all nations. You know, we we should be holy and we should be teaching others to do the same and reflecting what we're being called to do in the scriptures through truth there. Um, And I think that our marriages exist for the same purpose. So we're going to share about a lot about our marriages in this podcast series and what we've learned. And when it, when it comes to holiness, how do I recognize if this is happening? Have you ever read Francis Chan's you and me forever book? I haven't. I love Francis Chan. Yeah. Who doesn't love Francis Chan? Um, He says that, he daily is focused on how his wife will appear before God one day instead of the earthly concerns. And so he says that the mission of leading her towards holiness helps him keep his focus on the mission of holiness before happiness. That is so good, Chica. I mean, we could just end the podcast right there with that concept, but you're, it's, it's a good point you're making, which is there's, there's kind of two aspects of this. One, if I had that point of view that Francis has, right. I have a responsibility as her husband, as a spiritual leader of my household, to come over her, to protect her. If I'm really focused on how she's going to appear to God one day, I'm going to be taking a hard look at myself. And that that is that is something we can do proactively. And then what is God going to use her to do? When we invited Jesus into our lives, we invited the Holy Spirit in to rearrange the furniture and to grow us in our walk. Right, That is the mission from here until we cross over the veil. And he is going to use your wife. So when your wife is coming into you and you feel like, man, she's attacking me, what's really happening there? She is likely exposing places in you where it is not about holiness. It is about 
something you want to do, some selfish nature that needs to change. And she's mm. going to do that unconsciously and naturally in the design of marriage, because that is how God is going to use her. Iron sharpens iron. We said this in the last podcast. It's not just about one man sharpening another. Your wife is the sharpest piece of iron laying around. And God is going to deploy that and use her to bring things to your mind that he wants you to tackle so you can grow in your ability, not only to serve your wife better, but to serve the world better, to step more into your calling, what the design he has for your life. And God cannot, your design for your life that he intended for you cannot be fully realized if you are not daily growing in your holiness through the rest of your days. We are told daily. You are told in work. I'm told through the media. We are told, and, and sometimes and I even think of our kids looking at us too, that if we don't focus on our happiness, we will be unhappy. And we'll wait, before you answer that, I'm, I'm thinking about even the conversations I've had with my wife about vacations. If we don't have a vacation during that break, we will not be happy. The stuff, if we don't get the stuff, we may not be as happy. But the Bible tells us that happiness is found in loving and serving Christ. And therefore, he tells us that that comes with denial, self-denial um, and self-sacrifice. So I think one of the first things maybe we can grip onto as a, as a, as a go-to this week as a challenge is how are we self-denying ourselves for our wives? Like what truly brings happiness? It's being in meaningful relationship. That's how we're designed. One of the things I've seen in our society recently is we have now begun pursuing experiences, right? Mm. And she, we talked on the last episode about all the pictures we take of everything and all the Instagram posts and everybody on there looks so happy to use that word. I'm so happy. I'm climbing the Himalayas. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And, you know, everybody feels all this pressure of those fake online lives that are being exposed. But let's just think about that for a minute. Is that not another form of addiction? You know, I'm happy when I do this event, but that is very short lived. I get the, I get the hit to my brain, Chica, whatever the dopamine, and you can explain that better with all your knowledge of the brain. And that's the same thing. Oh, I'm going to go skydiving and then I'll be happy. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go to Europe and then I'll be happy. But what brings soul content happiness, which we would call peace and joy. If we were thinking through this in a biblical lens, it's being a deep relationship where I'm deeply connected to another human being who knows me and I know them. Right. One of those is our relationship with Jesus and the other is with other people. And it starts if you're married with your wife. You want to be happy, be in true, deep relational connection with your wife. You're going to experience a level of happiness in that you've never experienced before. You've had a taste of it. We talked about this last time. Remember those first weeks and months? Remember those heroic weeks and months when you were pursuing her? How using my air quotes, happy were you then? Oh, you were so happy, but it wasn't happiness. It was joy. You were overflowing with joy. You were overflowing with the desire to pursue her, the adventure to win her. And, and you felt true, what I would call biblical happiness in that moment, not these created happiness events, mm. or I just feel good today. I'm happy I mean, that's not the rhythm of life, right? We live in a fallen, broken, dark world. If, you're, if your highest ethos is pursuing happiness, I, I'm sorry to say you are going to be sorely disappointed. When you were speaking there, Jay, I brought up Hebrews. So I'm going to read you something there. And I want us to think, I want the listeners to think about our maturity in our walk with Christ when we think about this idea of happiness versus holiness. Jay, listen to this. Hebrews 5.12. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, 
You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk is still an infant and is not equated with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is from the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And as I back up, one of the visuals that I have is when I come out of a church service sometimes and I hear the echoes in the hallways of, eh, it was okay. It was okay. I didn't really have anything that applied to me. And I'm thinking, are you sucking from a bottle or are you eating solid food? As I think about this idea of holy and happiness, you know, you and I right now are on this podcast taking the step and sometimes we don't even know where we're stepping, but we're at least trying to step towards this idea of solid food versus just sucking from the bottle. Uh, I don't want to suck anymore, Jay, literally. <laughs> I don't want to suck anymore when it comes to my faith and my walk. No, I don't either. And, you know, one of the things I've grown in, so I was first exposed to this idea of your happiness versus your holiness in marriage back in 2012. And one of the things I've wrestled with, and really in the last few years, Chica, is we've been really pushing hard into this way of life and, and really digging. I've had to ask myself, am I grateful when she's digging on me? Am I grateful when she's exposing in me those areas of the poser that only she can see? Because you can't hide from your wife. I don't care who you are. Empathy. You know, that idea of assuming the best in each other um, and showing each other grace, even when they're digging. Um, and when you, instead of biting back, because it's easy to bite back, anyone can bite back, but the oh. battle is big, right? And the, the spiritual battle is even bigger because he is getting, he being the enemy, John 10, 10 is getting a lot of joy from you not having joy. And let's be honest, Chica, for all the men listening, have you ever really won a fight with your wife? Because even when you win, you lose. And so what does that mean? If I started responding to my wife's promptings, to the exposure she shows in me with gratitude. Now, look, we said in the last podcast, dying to your wife, moving in this direction of serving her is not about becoming a doormat. It's not about taking unnecessary attacks. It's not about becoming an enabler. It's none of those things, man. This is, this is, we're playing with live fire here. You've got to do work and dig. And we're going to put a lot of resources in the show notes around marriage for you to dig into. And I'm going to tell you, if you're going to start walking down this road of really pushing into a holier marriage, you're going to want to equip yourself. You better armor up because right. the second you start doing this, the enemy is going to come over that. Like you can't believe and the attacks from your wife, the things she will say, things that will come out of her mouth. Oh, they're going to hit right on target and they are going to be wounding. But if you step back and said, man, I'm ready for that. And I know that's going to happen. And I'm thinking about tools. I'm, I'm thinking about learning more about how I can deploy it. But if I just took even a farther step back and said, I personally am going to orient myself to be grateful when she is exposing me and I'm going to listen and I'm going to chew on it. And then I'm going to come back and in love say, thank you for that. The way you delivered it, maybe hurt my feelings a little bit, not going to lie, but thank you for that. And I'm going to think about that and I'm going to pray about that and I'm going to try to grow in that. And please continue to give me your feedback, babe. Like I want to hear it. I want to see what you see when you see me, because I'm not interested in being happy in this marriage. Oh, I'm not interested in a happy marriage. I am interested in a holy, joy-filled, loving marriage full of peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. Like that's the marriage I'm after. Your wife is going to respond to that. Now it doesn't mean she'll respond well in the beginning. And by the way, she might not even believe you. You need to know that, man. 
when you start to push into dying for your wife, when you start to push into seeking a holier marriage, she's going to test you along with the enemy. Like, is this for real? Or is he just, is this another ploy to get a little more action? <laughs> a little more action. So gents, I'm with you because I've got a lot of questions just listening to what Jay said there. You know, questions like, well, what if my wife's not at this point in our marriage where she's ready to take the turn? What if my wife isn't on a spiritual journey like I am right now listening to this podcast, trying to increase my confidence and competence around certain areas? You know, what if I'm not there? We're, we're talking about baby steps, gents. We're not talking about walking, pulling out the whiteboard, sitting her down and saying, here's happiness, here's holiness, <laughs> and this is where we need to get to. You know, that is not what we're talking about. This is about encouraging you to encourage your partnership and your marriage towards holiness. And it starts with modeling. We're talking and we're asking and encouraging ourselves to step in and respect, step in and be humble, step in and forgive. And as Jay just mentioned about 30 seconds ago, step in and maybe even acknowledge when you may be wrong and acknowledge when she's done something that is helping your walk together towards holiness. Well, one of the key takeaways as we wrap up here, Chica, that I just had was don't ever take the whiteboard out when you're talking with your wife. <laughs> that is not going to go well, men. No diagrams, no PowerPoints, no charts, no process. I think, Chica, you're, you're, you're saying so many wise things. What's the easy way to start, men? Regardless of where your marriage is at, regardless of what's going on, just start by praying for her with mm. her. Like with her, not praying for her when she's not there, praying with her every day. It is very unlikely that a woman who is married will not respond to that in some way. Don't make it complex. Chica's right. You got to take your time on this. Just start this week. If you haven't been doing this consistently, just find time every day with her, whether it's on the phone, whether it's a, before you go to bed, if you guys get up at the same time, just pray for her, pray over her. Don't pray for her to behaviors to change. Don't pray for God to come in and fix her. Like that's not going to go well for you. Pray for your own self to be open for reflection and growth. Pray for the sin in your life and then pray love and protection over your wife. That is just a good place to start. And from there, just take it from there. Dig into resources, find other podcasts. We're going to give you some. You got to go on your own adventure on this, but just start by committing to praying for your wife. And I'm going to pray us out as we talk about prayer. Lord, thank you for this message. Thank you for our marriages. Thank you for all the men hearing this right now, Lord. I pray that they would respond in love to their wives, that they would go on an adventure to begin to try to understand their wife, relearn her all over again. And I pray they would start by praying for her every single day and inviting you, Holy Spirit, right into the marriage and God asking for your favor and your blessing upon their marriages as I ask for your favor and blessing upon all the men and all the men's marriages who are listening to this podcast. Jesus, it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen.